We are LP Magazine, and since 2001, we've been the leader in providing content and education for the loss prevention and asset protection industry, and we are known as the voice and authority of the LP community. Each episode, we'll be sharing and discussing the latest in trends and current issues related to all things retail and profit protection. You're listening to the LPM Podcast. Hello and welcome everybody to Take 10. I'm Kevin McMenamin, your host with Loss Prevention Magazine. And with us today is Raul Aguilar. He's the Deputy Assistant Director for Homeland Security Investigations. Welcome, Raul. Good afternoon. Thank you for the invite. Oh, thanks for being here. So this is uh, our, our inaugural uh, episode of Take 10. This is where we take 10 minutes to learn a little bit more about a particular person, project, or initiative. Um, and in this case, we're going to talk about you and your team at HSI. How's that sound? Sounds great. I'll go do give you an overview of what we do in the space of uh, organized retail crime. Looking forward to it. Beautiful. So let's start there. So um, why don't you tell me, Raul, what it is that you and your team do? Um, give me a little background, too. Uh, uh, how long have you been at, at HSI? And, um, and then tell me a little bit about your team and what you guys do. I'm the Deputy Assistant Director for the Financial and Fraud Division here in Washington, D.C. Um, I've been on the job close to 24 years. Um, we're responsible for all the financial and fraud cases as a programmatic headquarters unit to support the 30 domestic field offices and over 80 offices around the world. We do that with unit chiefs here that manage these programs and continue the partnerships with the public and private sector. And we work collaboratively with the interagency to, to support cases and, and to, to dismantle and disrupt transnational organized crime. Wonderful. So you're saying transnational. So this isn't just a, a U.S. initiative. You guys are actually around the globe, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. HSI believes that every case is tied to an international nexus. And with that being said, we, we target all illicit finance and money laundering cases that are tied to any of the investigative authorities that we uh, that we investigate. Excellent. So um, tell me what it is that you guys are doing now with organized retail crime, because this is kind of a new thing that you hear Homeland involved with organized retail crime the last you know couple of years here. Tell us a little bit more about um, what it is that you guys are doing and, and how are you involved with other agencies and with uh, the retailers themselves? Yeah, so uh, Homeland Security Investigations takes organized retail crime very seriously. Um, we believe that the only way to address it is through a, a public and private partnership initiatives. Uh, we do that through our deconfliction centers here in, in Washington, D.C., or through the state and local centers that we work with across the country. Um, we have partnerships, like I said, with CLEAR, with the National Federation, uh, Retail Federation, and the Retail Industry Leaders Association. And we, we work also with the banking sector and or the money services uh, businesses to see if we can identify trends and typologies of money laundering associated with organized retail crime. Um, I want to stress the interagency cooperation. We work collaboratively with other DHS partners to include the Secret Service, Customs and Border Protection. But we also work with the FBI and any of the other uh, federal agencies that would be willing to, to participate and help us dismantle uh, these organizations that, that, like I said, that are tied to these international uh, transnational organized team, uh, organizations. And you mentioned international. So I, I assume you're also dealing with organizations overseas, um, some of the intelligence agencies and maybe groups like Interpol. Yeah, so we're based overseas in, like I said, in over 80 countries. Uh, I, I myself serve as an attache, and it's, it's an integral part of our day-to-day -day operations. We connect investigations from the domestic side and tie them back into the, wherever they originated overseas. Um, we also have a, a robust um, engagement with the Department of Justice and the prosecution side of the house, so we can work on prosecuting these cases 
and finding other authorities that maybe we can use to to go after these these organizations. If, if for example, if we're targeting uh, a drug trafficking organization that's tied to stealing uh, catalytic converters in the Midwest, then we can look at them for those authorities and see if they're doing interstate commerce, maybe go after them with the Hobbs Act, those kind of things. What kind of uh, support or collaboration does the government give to like state and local law enforcement to investigate this, these types of crimes? Yeah, so we're, we're aligned with them across the country in the task forces that we've, we've seen them established in, New Mexico, the Midwest, some of the California ones. Uh, we have the Border Enforcement Security Task Forces as well, where we have over 2,000 uh, law enforcement uh, state and local officers assigned to us in these task forces across the country that more for border-centric crimes that are dealing with the violence and or narcotics or gangs. But we're using those platforms as well to connect with the, the, the state and locals to see if we can share information on organized retail crime, to see if there's some nodes that we haven't been able to see yet, and then really bring that back to the deconfliction centers and build those cases out like I talked about earlier here in Washington, D.C. So let's talk a little bit about some of the current issues that we see in the, you know, in the news today and your, say, response to the organized retail crime, like the smash and grabs and things like that. Give everybody an idea of how you guys get involved with that and, and what are some of the things that you guys are working on today? Department of Homeland Security is a federal agency that deals with federal authorities. So we work hand in hand with our, our federal partners and we also work with our state and locals for investigating the crimes that are brought to us in the, in the field offices. That could be done through investigative referrals. That could be done with partnerships at the state and local task forces. Uh, for example, a smash and grab could have ties to a gang network that we were investigating out of the Central America region. And then we had a case on those individuals. Then you would see Homeland Security come in and, and use those investigative equities to share with the task force work with the local police force and see if we can bring some of those criminals to justice. The money laundering perspective and whether or not they're selling on these e-commerce platforms, we also have a robust uh, cyber initiative that we work out of our headquarters teams. And most of our SAC offices have dedicated cyber task forces as well, or, or agents working it on a day-to-day -day basis. And we use that to, to deconflict and, and, and open up the aperture of those cases and see if we can bring those charges to anything related to ORC. So you mentioned transnational crime organizations and you mentioned looking at a lot of these crimes through that lens of, um, you know, from an international perspective or other international games and gangs and things like that involved. Um, are you finding that's the case? And tell us a little bit about some of the more recent activity that, that you all are discovering. Yeah, so just a quick deep dive into the cases from the prior year. We've seen almost 100% increase in ORC cases being documented and tracked by our SAC offices. Along the lines of looking at those cases, we found that there is transnational organized crimes tied to Central America, tied to other parts of Africa, maybe Europe. And we're seeing those links tied to those cases because of, of when we're tracking their funding, we're talking the, tracking the money, to some of the, um, the transactions that we're seeing with our relationships with the banks. So we, we, we do see that. And we're working collaboratively with all those, those partnerships to see if we can drill down further refer some of those leads down to our attache network so they can drill down in their part of the world and see if we can link that back up to a prosecution in the United States. So when you're working with uh, local law enforcement, I, there's a lot of these retail groups that are out there, um, like CLEAR, like the Organized Retail Crime Associations. Um, do you have representation in with some of those groups so that the retailers can um, find you and get involved with you? Yeah, so we have multiple ways. We have the Cornerstone Initiative, which is a partnership with the banks to talk about money laundering projects that we have or cases that, that we're presenting and or a way for folks to get a hold of us if we're working 
uh, financial cases. We use that platform at the ORC conferences that we get invited to. We recently attended the CLEAR conference in Orlando where we spoke about in depth about the equities and some of the cases that we're working. Uh, in that setting, we were able to make additional contacts with the, the retailers. And from there, we're, we're developing lead packages. We're working with them individually. We're referring them to our SAC offices because like I said, we have 30 offices across the country that are the primary focal point for addressing these kind of cases. As a headquarters unit, we're more of a programmatic support team. Uh, we find them funding, we connect cases, we do T-confliction meetings, we do the meetings with the public and private sector. However, um, the cases are prosecuted by the great work that's done in the field. And I can't stress enough the decompletion part of it. Uh, we believe that these are networks, these are criminal enterprises, that the more the law enforcement teams can deconflict the state and local level at the federal level, we'll be able to build out those cases even further and, and make a bigger impact across the country. Well, it's fantastic to see that you guys are out there uh, and working uh, and getting hands on with the retailers. Um, with the banks, with these different groups, because that's been um, the, you know, the piece that's been lacking over the years has been the opportunity to collaborate and to network. And, and only when we work together, are we going to be able to, to combat this type of, uh, of, of, I guess we can really say a threat um, to our, our businesses and our livelihoods. Um, and ORC has just gone off the charts um, for the last couple of years in particular. And to see you know, you all uh, as an agency um, and a number of the other agencies, especially at a federal level, stepping up and putting resources towards this issue uh, and towards this effort is just wonderful. So thank you and, and thank your team for, for doing what you guys do every day. Now, when, when these retailers are out there, how, how can they get a hold of you if they're not part of one of these groups? Is there a, a, a place that they can reach out to or someone they can contact? Absolutely. I'm glad you asked. Um, so we have multiple centers, uh, centers of excellence that we like to call our cyber center, the intellectual property rights center, um, the SOD coordination centers that we talked about and some of the others, but specifically they can go to the ice.gov website and there's a nice tip line and they can report any criminal activity that they want to report. And it's a, it's a number that I can give you right now. It's 866-347-2423 from the United States. And you can call from also from anywhere in the world, uh, 802-872-6199. Again, it's the ice.gov website. Go in on the transnational organized crime um, bullet, hit there, and you can see some of the drop-down menus of a public and private partnerships who we're working with. And like I said, we're trying to attack it from every one of our uh, authorities and any one of our centers of excellence. So if it's a cyber lead, if it's done through the Intellectual Property Rights Center, which does some of the initiatives to, to protect the counterfeiting of, of any of these goods, if we get a lead that way, then we'll work it however we can work it. Um, and, you know, some of the four prong approach that we, we've established here is, is, is the public private partnership to combat organized retail crime. We want to develop actionable intelligence and, and those investigative leads with the interagency and get those out to the field so they could be worked. Um, our primary mission is to disrupt and dismantle these organizations involved in organized retail crime. And then to launch a, a public awareness campaign from the HSI perspective in these kind of forums. Uh, we appreciate the opportunity to talk about uh, what we do, and, and we want to just stress again that is a, it's an interagency fight uh, to, to be able to do the best we can against these criminal networks, which, which very, know very well what we do and can sometimes use that against us. So the more we can work together, the more we can share information, the better for, for all of us. Excellent. Well said. Well, I think that's going to do us for our 10 minutes for today, Raul. So again, thank you very much. 
uh, for your time. We really appreciate uh, getting a little more insight into this. I do want to circle back with you and talk a little bit more about your, uh, your four pillars and a couple of other things that I think we can expand a little bit more on, but we'll save that for uh, another episode. So thank you again for your time today. We really appreciate you and appreciate all that your team is doing. And we look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks, Raul. Thank you very much. Have a safe night.